Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific counter himself, Zelius. It is good to see y'all with a little bit of buffering and other weird issues, but here we are on a splendid Thursday night in the Atlanta doing the thing online with the tubes of people where I don't actually know where any of them are. How about the ones and the zeros? Let's just go with that. The tube sounds so wrong. What about the zeros and the ones? Why does the one always have to come first? I don't know. I Are feel that it, I, I believe that the that they have uh, they have earned it. Okay, damn it, they've earned it. But zero is such a such a special number. It's actually considered like a milestone of invention in the world of math. Yeah, but one was there before zero, zero. Okay, was it? Yes, it was. Zero didn't come until afterwards. Anyways, so ladies and gentlemen, this of course is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a weekly live show for you. We take your comments, topics, and questions and try our best to cover them with you during the show. If you didn't get a chance to submit your topic, question, etc., have no fear. You could drop it in the chat and we will add it into our show. If we do, unfortunately, run over for time and we do not get to your topic or question, we will add it to next week's show. So without further... Uh, delay, ladies and gentlemen. There was a question that came in. We're just going to start with it off the bat since we did have a little bit of a later start. And that, my friends, is, is there a genre that you would consider hazardous to your health? I.e., once you start playing this type of game, it's really hard to stop. Oh, I think I'm in hazardous as in it actually like physically painful. Well, if I mean, if, if you get locked into a game and the next thing you, you blink and it's like 18 hours later and you're basically having to suffer through atrophy, then yeah, it is painful. There's a reason I haven't played MMOs in a couple of years, actually. Because once I get sucked into the depths of a MMO, like Final Fantasy XIV or Rift or any of those games, it's a uh, my life becomes complete only with the fat new purple loot that I can pick up from the in-game raiding boss which therefore sucks away the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's my genre. But on a more local note, probably just your typical 4X civilization games, because it's just so easy to just play one more turn, sir. So, okay. It's, it's, a, it's kind of... Mine, mine is unfortunately Merge 3 games. Okay? Hmm. Where you know you 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 try to put three or more objects together and it merges to make a bigger object. You know it's once I start playing that damn thing, I, I I lose all track of time, and there's always one more match you could make. You know I could see that, and uh, and I'll be totally honest with you. I lost a good chunk of the day today to a merge game because I was just like eh, I got some time, and then next thing I know is an hour later. So yeah, that's from. It's it's a combination of that that you know uh, that instant gratification of you just made a match with three or five. Usually, I go with five because five usually causes two uh, upgrade things instead of one. Um, it's OP strategy, man. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, so I usually go and do that. But there's always you know I I'm always looking to eke something out, and I'm also like always reorganizing everything in the world so that it fits better so that I could see where the matches are going to be. Um, but yeah, match emerge five games are the devil. Um, 
and I will, I will play the shit out of a merge five game and then hopefully, uh, stop myself from doing it for long enough for it to get out of my system. And I just promise or promise to myself and hope that I don't accidentally stumble upon another merge five game. Cause then it's, you know, it's basically falling off the wagon, uh, shooting my veins up with heroin again. I mean, you know, there's always another, right? Yo, believe me, I know. And it's, there's so many ones that look almost identical, but they do something slightly different. Exactly. It's just that extra little bit of interestingness. Yes. This one, the one I'm playing has like a theme songs. Let's see here. Uh, Sam Grizzle, my keyboard is busy. The inner key frustration smash after getting sniped in battlefield one. I hate snipers. That's a very impressive keyboard mash if you broke your enter key. Which one, though? We talk about the main one or the one on the numpad? I'm going to assume in the main one because people, like, actually, I think, forget the second enter key exists. So yeah. I'm going to it's the main one because it's, like, right there. It's, like, perfect alignment for my hand to just be like, oh, smash. I don't know. If I'm doing WASDA, I think that the... If I'm doing WASDA and the mouse and keyboard, I think that the mo the most likely enter to be obliterated would be that enter on the numpad because it's literally right there. What's up, Hakonix? But you're also assuming that Sam has a full uh, keyboard with the numpad. We don't actually know for sure. that for a fact. Look, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I cannot stand keyboards that do not have the numpad. I don't. I can't function without that numpad. Uh, I don't know who you see, Hyconics, because I don't know who Zealous is, but there's indeed Charlie on the show. Yes, Zealous, Zealous, let's see, uh, I will type it, Zealous, it's an E, not an O, <laughs> but anyways. Um, Thank you for singing it. You're welcome, but seriously, I, I, I cannot function with a keyboard that does not have the numpad, I can't do That's it. Totally understandable. You know, I don't use the numpad, it's just like a feeling, like my keyboard's incomplete, without that extra space on the side. Well, for me, it's, um, uh, what should we call it? Um, I, I used to have to put in, I had to, I, in one of my jobs, I had to do data entry. And so my hand goes, so, you know, when I had to put in like nine digit codes and 12 digit codes, it's a lot easier doing the numpad than, uh, across the, uh, the top of your keyboard. Oh, I don't use the top of my keyboard for numbers. That's just then that's what the hell terrible. do you use for if you don't have a numpad, then what the hell do you use your numbers? No, I said I don't use the top of my keypad for numbers. I use my numpad for the numbers, not the top of the keyboard. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we're both agreeing. Okay. Fine then. Uh. Anyways. One of us is not right. No, I don't know what's going on. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, let's get to some of the uh interesting news of the week and of course the first bit of news is there is yet another streaming service joining the the crowd is this the unveiling of the alt confusion where we alter your gaming confusion by streaming all the time uh no uh so of course uh we know um we've all heard about the google stadia and of course microsoft has their own thing i think it's called like cloud or something Anyways, uh, so the latest and greatest to join the crew is the one and only Amazon. Wow, that's a shock. Which, I'm going to be totally honest with you, it makes total sense for them since they own Twitch. So why not have a streaming device that will have absolute 100% Twitch? Um, um, oh, shit, I just forgot what the damn thing's called. Uh, Twitch... Uh, 
not interactive. Um, what the hell is the word I'm looking for? Integration. There we go. Full Twitch integration because they own them. But anyways, that la- it is called Luna, like the Luna. moon. Oh. Uh, it will it uh, will launch uh, initially on PCs, Macs, Fire TV, iPhones, and iPads. Uh, those last two are through a web app. Um, uh, unfortunately, for those out there who do have Android devices, that's not planned right away, which is kind of funny. Well, actually, no. It's okay. So the funny thing is, Fire TV is based off of the Android OI, OI, iOS, OS. There it is, uh, OS. However, Fire TV's Android OS is uh, it's its own. You know, Android is a uh, is open source, so they put their own you know proprietary spin on it. And also, Amazon and Google are constantly in a pissing match. So of course, the 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 regular Android devices will not get that love. Well, here's the weird part, though, is like iOS is via the web because I'm guessing they're bypassing basically the app store. So, oh, yay. Another epic in the making. They don't get the cut. Well, this is different, though. I look at it completely different if it's on the web. Like to me, that's totally different than the app store. But it's just that aside, it's funny to me that it's on the web and iOS which if you can use Safari on iOS to access it, you think you could basically just use Chrome on the Android. Right. Um, total aside, so I was trying to Google the Xbox streaming service. Uh-huh. If you go to their link, see what happens. Let's see what we got here, ladies and gentlemen. It, it says, you've stumbled into the <laughs> nether page not found. Yeah, so go to the first hit of Xbox streaming and it's a page not found. Woohoo! Like, Whoops, somebody screwed that one up. Well, you know, I mean, Microsoft's not perfect, per se. But anyways, uh, so it's going to be, it's called Luna. Um, If you are in the U.S. of A, uh, you can request early access to the service starting today. Um, The international version availability has not been discussed. Uh, It will be, there is an, I, I, fucking hate this the introductory price of five, ah, $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $
who says all kinds of weird stuff from time to time, and that gentleman's name is Joe Rogan, and he mm. signed an exclusive contract to have uh, his uh, his pod uh, his podcast show uh, on Spotify. And it turns out that not all the he promised that all the episodes were going to be there, and that uh, you know there's that it's still everything's the same, nothing's going to change. But it turns out that they've blocked quite a, a few things because of uh, issues with Spotify's um, was it rules of the community? Ah, uh, yes. Because some of them is a little bit con- controversial. He, he has um, promoted and interviewed certain uh, risque, shall we say, um, guests. But that's a lawsuit in, in the making right there. I wouldn't know. I don't really pay attention to Joe Rogan or podcasts in general. Except for ours. And Andos. Of course. Which, the ladies only and gentlemen, of course, if, you, if you're looking for an, uh, a fun... Uh, podcast to tune into let's see if i i'm trying to pull it up as quickly as i can um it is called shadow of the dark past i will drop the uh the link into the chat so that you too can pick it up joe rugged is conspiracy theorist oh god yes he he and um what's that guy's name jones um jones mcgee no 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 no, no. alex jones who is an absolute nutball uh, they, they, they like to, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, we're getting way off the topic here. Uh, let's really back in. But anyways, uh, the introductory five ninety nine a, a month. Uh, you and for that, the subscribers get the ability to play uh, Luna Plus channel games across two devices simultaneously, and offers four K sixty frames per second resolution on select titles. Ooh, now, fancy. of course, here comes the real surprise. This entire thing is going to be powered. By AWS. No way. Amazon Web Services. And the controller looks exactly like my um, Switch Pro controller. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're willing to jump in early, uh, the uh, controller, the Alexa-enabled Luna controller, will cost you $49.99 during this early access period. Uh, Now, uh, of course, any system is only as good as the, the games that they're offering. Uh, here, are, so they're touting that they'll have more than 100 games uh, available on launch. Uh, some of them include Resident Evil 7, Control, uh, Panzer Dragoon, A Plague Tale, Innocence, The Surge 2, Yoko Lele, Grid, Abzu, Brothers of Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, and then they're going to have a a. Uh, they've also done a further. Um, uh, exclusive with or partnership with Ubisoft, and Ubisoft's going to have their own damn channel. Uh, players who subscribe to this channel will have access to. So it's it's going to be an additional uh, subscriptions. What it looks like, but uh, players who subscribe to this channel will have access to their favorite Ubisoft titles in up to 4K resolution, mobile gameplay, and a, uh, access to new titles when the channel launches, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Far Cry 6, and Immortals Phoenix Rising the same day they release. This is the first of multiple Luna game channels in development where customers can p- play games from their favorite publishers and genres. I'm excited. So let's let's find out how they say the uh, the controls are going to work. 
Luna Controller is Alexa-enabled and connects directly to the cloud to effortlessly control your game. Featuring a multiple antenna design that prioritizes uninterrupted Wi-Fi for lower latency gaming. In fact, our testing showed a reduction in round-trip latency when playing Luna Controller with Cloud Direct versus Luna Controller via Bluetooth. Mm. With reductions of between 17 to 30 milliseconds among PC, Fire TV, and Mac. Because the Luna controller could connects directly to cloud servers, players can easily switch between games, such as Fire TV to mobile phone without additional pairing or configuration changes. I'll see you when I believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. There we go. That's what I was So the about. internet speeds on the website is the minimum recommended connection is 10 megabits per second. Mm-hmm. Which, let's see here. What is 10 megabits? Mm. So if I do this, I'm trying to calculate the background. Or 35 megabits per second for um, 4K. That is a whole lot of bandwidth to use. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe I could get. Maybe I can uh, do like a secret handshake and and get in on this action. Probably not, but I know someone that works at Amazon, so maybe. Yep. Uh, Hakonic says so. A controller that can connect to anything without any configurations. Well, I'm assuming that it's. I'm assuming it just automatically works with the. No, no, no. But okay, so oh, but, no, there's, but yeah. there's no configuration of, of so it. It's like. I guess well, it's, it's a, like a new Alexa, but with it makes like it buttons? sound like it's a it uses five gigahertz is what I'm reading. Okay. Um, so if you're going 4K at the 35 megabits per second, you're using about 15 gigs per an hour. Woo! You get blow right through your st- um, bandwidth caps. Wouldn't take too long. Yay! ISPs screwing over the consumers. Thank Indeed. you. Indeed. Um, but no, I mean, this is for better or for worse. This is the future of gaming, right? I mean, and well, it's it's the few everything's going to go service. streaming because, yep, for better, you know, for better or for worse, it makes um, you have a larger selection. It's it's basically it's the Netflix model. I mean, you pay well, a, a monthly fee and you get access to a shit ton of stuff. And the big conglomerates love it because they know they have a very constant stream of income. Right. Yeah. You know, once you kind of get that flow of customers, you can very well predict exactly what your at least income is. And then you pretty much hold the publishers over the balls as far as what they can charge. I'd be very, in, you know, I would be very interested to see how that money breakdown goes with like, if you put your game, if you, add your game to the library. How much is Amazon paying or how much are you paying to put your game there? And I mean, what's your cut? Like, well, it's also different services. So if you right. look at like Spotify versus Pandora, it's mm-hmm. functionally the same thing. Right. But the royalty to the artist is dramatically different between the two. Yep. So I'd be curious of like the Stadia versus Xbox versus Luna, mm-hmm. if it's kind of the same thing where it's paid on, if I'm playing like, you know, Ultra Confusion 2, but depending on what service I'm playing, does it also give a different payout? Right, right. Because, uh, I mean, the 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 plus and minus to having, uh, you know, a library of games, it, it's, it's on a subscription base, 
is that, I mean, there's got to be some kind of data collecting to see where the more popular games in. It's probably like a percentage. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, of, you know, your game is super duper popular. We're going to give you a little bit more of a bump, I would assume. I don't know. Uh, so I guess the question is they basically pay them per, like, I'm going to pay you $1,000 a month to allow people to stream endlessly in my game. Or is it you get 10 cents per an hour per player playing the game? That'd be a very good question to ask someone. Maybe I could find someone to talk to. I uh, say you might know. So, I mean, and I, I think that's really fascinating. What model are they taking on that approach? Something tells me that even if I knew the, even if I got the right name to talk to, they would not talk about their inner workings of uh, monetizing their system. Uh, yeah, that's I can probably ask. Uh oh, Zelius has gone frozen. Hold on. Let's see if we can get him back here. Zelius! Zelius! Don't leave us, damn it! I think he broke. Damn it, Google! He's not frozen, he's just very still. If he's that still, that's amazing, because he's not. Hey, there he is. Hey! Okay. So anyways, um, yes, I would be very interested to see if I could actually get that that information, but something tells me that no one's going to give me their proprietary uh, marketing uh, equation. So speaking of oodles and oodles of moolah, uh, the huge, humongous, breaking news this week was, of course, Microsoft acquiring Zelius leaving the phone call. He left me alone again, damn it. <laughs> well, anyways, Microsoft has acquired ZeniMax, and there is Zelius. Uh, ZeniMax, of course, is the parent company for Bethesda Softworks, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, Roundhouse Studios, which, of course is a shit ton of different developers who've done successful um, titles over the years. And I'm assuming Zealys can hear me, yes? Hi! Good. I can hear you in all your glory, sir. All right, so Microsoft, uh, there's, of course, as soon as this, first of all, this deal has been announced, but it has not officially gone through yet. Um, the deal doesn't actually close until the second half of the current fiscal year. So basically that means between January and June of 2021 will it be finalized. But I think it's just, you know, it's all formality. They've they've basically, they've locked into everything. Um, the, uh, Microsoft was asked if they were going to do any, uh, like, house cleaning, what they're going to do with... Um, you know, jobs, was it going to be layoffs, any like merging and stuff. And Microsoft said, no, we're just going to leave them alone. They, um, you know, they'll continue to do what they do. And they're also not forcing uh, ZeniMax to have any of their studios go uh, console exclusive because that would just, you know. However, that would allow for a humongous back catalog to easily be... Uh, attached to any of their new streaming services. I'm just saying. That would be awesome. 
Indeed. Zeus, actually, Bethesda games aren't really your forte because it's a lot of them are open world, and I know that Zelius yeah, gets more like lost the Elder easily. Scrolls type of games. Yeah, Elder Scrolls, Fallout. Um, but are you going to get a new Elder Scrolls instead of like let's release Elder Scrolls Four again with more mods and add-ons? No, do you have going to Elder Scrolls Two Daggerfall or Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind? Yeah, because it seems like they kind of been in a rut of basically releasing the same game over and over and over and over and over. What other company does that? Uh, okay, fair point. <laughs> I can think of two off the top of my head. Uh, one deals with football, and the other one uh, has the word final, and it's followed by fantasy. Yep. Well, at least those finals are at least actually different games. But when is the genre, final Final obviously. Fantasy, damn it? It's obviously a different genre. It's obviously the same RPG genre, but literally it's not the same game. Sure, they make tweaks to to get the gamer to buy a new game, but they're all about a disenfranchised youth who pulls himself out of nothingness and saves the world! I am the hero of light, and I shall save everything. I'm the reluctant hero, but I've suffered from amnesia, and it's okay because in the end, I'll get the girl and I'll kill a dude who turns out to be my mom's, dad's, ex-partner's friend from another mother uh, who used to own a billy goat down the lane. What kind of billy goat? Uh, black and white. Oh, it's the good kind. Mm -hmm. The fainting kind, too. Very nice. Mm -hmm. But anyways, so, I mean, it's I, I'm, it's a, not that big of a surprise. Microsoft and ZeniMax, I mean, it's a merger of two humongous companies, one more into the, the hardware side and one more into the software side. And this kind of actually helps put some of the, um, there are some people who used to be um, with like Bethesda uh, that are now with Microsoft and that allows them to kind of, like recombined sort of, I think it's Black Isle Studios is uh, mm. some of those people when that got blown up, uh, they had a bunch of, you know, they were tied with Bethesda. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe some cool stuff will happen out of it, but we'll see. Well, part of the entertaining part is there's some um, Bethesda has some PS4, PS5 exclusives mm -hmm. in the works. There's just some irony there of Microsoft now owning a company who's developing a, PS5 exclusive. Yep. Um, I would assume that given certain languages, that could eventually change. No, I, I, to be honest with you, I think that, yeah, going, f I don't think that they'll go back on those exclusive contracts, but I think going forward, you're probably going to have, um, you know, a little bit differently worded contracts. If, if they do exclusives, because the thing is, if you do exclusives, you get a bigger, you know, cut of the pie for that exclusive. So it'd be more of a time exclusive. Uh, Hakonic says, I hope Bethesda doesn't try selling their merch for any of their games. Um, Sam says, uh, Microsoft spent $7.4 billion. Uh, consumers are going to eat that somehow. Um, I like to eat Microsoft cash. It's quite yummy. As long as they're feeding it to me and as long as I get to keep some, I think I'm okay. No, I mean, I think Microsoft looked at it and they just assumed that based on whatever product that they can put out, they're 
going to make an income off of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it necessarily means Microsoft is going to start charging I mean, more money for anything for their products. No. They just see it as more return revenue. on investment down the road. Yeah. Just like, uh, I mean, look at Minecraft. Minecraft is more than paid off for them. Um, and to Microsoft's credit, it's not like, I know there's a lot of skepticism when they took over, um, who's the actual Minecraft company? Mahjong. Thank you. When they bought Mahjong, there was some skepticism of like, ooh, but from there, I don't play Minecraft, but everything I've heard, they've done a pretty good job of just leaving allowing it, alone. it to, yeah, allowing it to still be Minecraft. It's not like they went in and over monetized or anything or rebranded uh, the shit out of everything. Yeah. So it seems like if there's going to be a great overlord steward of game studios, could have been a whole lot worse than Microsoft buying it. Agreed. Agreed. Now, let's change gears and talk about another console company out there, and that is there's the latest news from Nintendo. And I'm be totally honest with you, I think that it's way past due, honestly. Uh, but Nintendo has officially come out and announced that the 3DS has been uh, discontinued. What? I was still counting on my Nintendo Game Boy, man. Uh, has that been discontinued? Long time ago. Uh, the 3DS, <sighs> of course, was announced in 2010 and was released uh, for retail in 2011. It sold more than 75 million uh, consoles and uh, 384 million games sold. Not too shabby. No, not at all. But look, as soon as I got my hands on the Nintendo Switch, I, I knew that this it, you've it's a console and a mobile and and your mobile gaming device. There's no reason to continue with the 3DS. There, I mean, there's other reasons why you should that they shouldn't have continued with the 3DS because that 3D part was um, becoming super duper optional for all the games. Yes, it's a 3DS that you could potentially have some 3D stuff in there, but none of the most of the developers stopped doing that. One of the issues was that by having that 3D uh, setting, you're actually capping the the young age that you could you could uh, have when playing the game because if you were too young, you would strain the fuck out of your eyes because of the 3D stuff. Dude, age is just a construct. Number? of the human mind and is not really relevant to any reality that our mind creates for us. Do you actually believe what you're spouting? Hmm. Hmm. The vodka does. Oh, oh, that's good. Um, well, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, I knew it was coming. So, I mean, I, I think you would always say it's a shock. It, took this long yes i agree yeah yeah uh, I mean, yeah I, yeah it, it would have been one thing if the switch was an epic fail and like nobody bought it and then but, they, yeah but if the overwhelming success of the switch there was no reason to basically go for the 3ds at this point so, well the other yeah. thing is that the 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 kind of games you could play on the 3ds were going to get a pump you know a, a little bit of an oomph playing mm-hmm. on a switch version anyway so why would you true uh, well, of course. Now there's now there's the rumor of the Switch HD being in development. Oh Christ! Well, Isn't that always the case? There's always like the next like yeah. a year from now we're going to be hearing about the PS6 and the Xbox Series YZQ. Well, yeah, it'll be a PlayStation. Well, it'll be the PlayStation Five S 
uh, exclusive edition. And then no, the, the PlayStation 5 Series X. There it is. Just to be a dick. <laughs> really screw um, people. Yeah. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to take a, a brief moment here and do some shout-outs for all those amazing people out there that support Ultra Confusion. So, without further ado, let me tell you about the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular con conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. And, th and talking about, uh, speaking of uh, rare concepts, there was, I think it was like two years ago at Momocon, someone had basically uh, built a uh, take care of baby simulator where you had to feed the baby and change his diaper. Hmm. Uh, that's too, that's too much for me. I can't. That It's like work simulator games where you're actually simulating being in an office working as an office drone. I'm like, no, no, like, it's like, there's, that's there's too much. Too there much. was that, um, was it Thailand or Korea? One of, one of those countries, there was a parent, these, uh, uh, a married couple, um, got arrested because they let their newborn baby die because they were playing a virtual baby raising game at the, like down the street. I mean, it's that it's the endorphins of the addiction. It's some of us. It definitely picks up more than others. Mm. I think we've all been in the throes of it before. Not obviously to the point of excluding kids and yes. letting them die. Yes. That's a whole different model. Before this commercial is over, Microsoft will have ha have had will have bought Indie Cluster. Ooh. Uh, Ron would be very happy if that was the case. Okay, so me, I would sell this baby in a hot penny if it got money. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about our next friend of the show, and that, of course, is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They're committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual means. Uh, sorry, individual needs. And um, he has been my chiropractor for four or five years now, and he's now my son's chiropractor, so he knows his shit. I'm just going to say that. All right. I don't know if I want my chiropractor doing shit to me. Like, uh, I want the good stuff, not shit. Ha, 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 ha. Well, then you should get your adjusted uh, adjustment from Ryan. Okay, so uh, this is another friend of the show, and he just released his next Kickstarter, which I'm sure has already been funded. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something about Nurburger Games. Nurburger Games is the game design and print of award-winning RPG designer Craig Campbell. Craig has done a whole bunch of RPG designed freelancing in the past. Several years ago, he dove into designing his own RPG. Now, Nurburger Games has multiple RPGs and is showing no signs of stopping. Nurburger Games endeavors to create games that explore corners of the RPG landscape that haven't been explored or haven't been explored very often. 
These games forego dense gaming mechanics in favor of lighter rule sets that allow players to focus on telling fun, engaging, and memorable stories. What kind of stories? Memorable. Ah, so uh, we have um, uh, we've actually had Craig on the show a couple times uh, to talk about MERS and acquisitions. We've done his uh, one-off runs of Capers. Actually, I think Zelius was in a an actual like campaign for Capers, weren't you? Yeah, I was in like a basically a beta for Capers. Yeah, when he was still kind of figuring out the rule set. Yep. Yeah, so we've got Capers. You got Die Laughing. You've got MERS and acquisitions, and then of course his new one is uh, Strong Helping Hands, is that right? Sounds about right. Makes my hands feel really creepy. That's disgusting. I'm just saying, strong hands, if you know what I mean. I, I will I will double check that really quick, but I'm almost 100% sure that's the name of the... Uh, yeah, good Strong Hands, there we go. Uh, and it has already surpassed this goal by... Uh, it's already doubled its, its uh, expected goal, so... For those interested in joining in all the fun, here is the um, the Kickstarter link. Uh, it still has 28 days to go. It has 145 backers. The uh, goal was 3,000. It's now sitting at 66.50. So once again, Craig knows his shit. If you want to know, if you want to learn from like the guru master of how to run a successful Kickstarter, just talk to Craig because dear God, man. He knows things. Indeed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we have to do a shout out to our local waterhole that we love and support even when it is closed. Uh, and that, of course, is Battle and Brew. Battle and Brew is Atlanta's first and oldest gaming bar and restaurant. Opened in 2005, Battle and Brew had a very modest menu, a few beer taps, and focused heavily on gaming. Now, they have grown to encompass so much more. They pioneered geek trivia in Atlanta and remain the hardest trivia in town. They have upgraded the menu from only a few items to all your bar favorites and some soon-to-be favorites. They've expanded the gaming and kept everything top of the line. They've taken a good place and made it a great place. A place where the staff listens to your desires and suggestions. A place where you and your friends feel like you're at home. A place where everyone knows your game. And they don't one, know my name, though. That kind of hurts my feelings. Once, once this corona crap is done, I am... As I've stated many times before, I will be camping out on a bar stool at Ballin Brew, and I will have either Uber or a Lyft or a friend, a DD designated driver, on speed dial because I'm not going to be able to drive home after I go celebrate at Ballin Brew for being open and for all this shit um, being done with. That's just me, though. How I feel every day driving home. Yeah. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I do want to uh, uh, make you aware that Alter Confusion does have a Patreon. Uh, Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fan supporters, become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Now, I'm be totally honest with you at this very moment. Uh, we lost one of our big pledges, so I'm we're now not able to truly uh, swallow the cost of the podcast um, uh, hosting, but that's okay. We Don't will scare away, man. Huh? Who'd you scare away? I'll tell you off the show. 
All right, man. I'm anyways, sad now. Yeah, you, yeah. But anyways, uh, if you want to help support Alter Confusion so that we can uh, raise money to help us for going to conventions, upkeep for hosting uh, needs and whatnot, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash alterconfusion and uh, you can pledge anywhere from one. We've got two different tiers. We've got a $1 tier. We've got a $5 tier. You, of course, can go above and beyond if you so desire. But if you do go above five, please hit me up and I will give you something extra special because if you're going to be uh, pledging more than five bucks a month, I want you to actually get your money's worth. Nice. Now, ladies and gentlemen, something that uh, Alter Confusion is always proud in participating in, and that, of course, is Extra Life. Alter Confusion is proud to say that we will be fundraising for Extra Life for the ninth straight year. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to our chosen Children's Miracle network hospital as unrestricted funds this means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat so if you have the capacity to donate please go to extra-life.org and search for alter confusion and you can make your donation today um uh, our children's miracle network hospital uh has been and probably will always be the uh children's health care of atlanta uh, I have spent many a trip there. My sisters have, and both my kids have. So I am more than willing to help uh, raise money for them. I don't know, man. It's probably been at least 20 years since I've had to go there. Uh, if, if only it had been that long since last I was there. Ah, uh, the price of kids. Indubitably. Now, I know, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to say that I know that there, there, there are those out there who may want to help out Alter Confusion, but may not be able to do it in monetary uh, style. Or maybe you can only do a one-time donation. If you want to do a one-time donation and you're on Twitch, all you got to do is go to that um, area below the video, and there is a Donate Now button that will go straight to uh, to the Alter Confusion fund. And it will allow, you know, it's a one-time donation and we would love you for it. Uh, if you do not have the ability to do a financial donation, but you want to help us out in some other way, the best way to do it is uh, like our our post, uh, reshare, retweet, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. Um, tune into all our stuff. Tell your friends. Um and if you want to go the extra mile and you want to actually maybe send Alter Confusion something that we can showcase on the show within reason, uh, you can always do the following. And that is, of course, you can mail it to Alter Confusion at 1551 Dunwoody. That's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Village Parkway. This is super duper important. Number 88276. That number 88276 is the actual P.O. box number. If you... Do not include that. It will not get to us and will be returned to you within a couple of business days. That'd be uh, so sad. The city is, once again, Dunwoody, D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Georgia 30338. And uh, as I stated last time, uh, the reason why I stress the, the, the P.O. Box number is that um, the last time that Andocon happened, 
uh, my badge actually got sent to just the post office and not my actual PO box. And I got lucky because the person who usually sorts the stuff to send, to, uh, uh, basically return to sender was sick. So my, my package with my, uh, VIP badge was still sitting in the, the mail room. So I, I lucked out. Nice. Every once in a while you get lucky. Indubitably. Now, of course, uh, if you, if there, I don't, I still don't know exactly who the hell Mitchell is, but I want to thank Mitchell yet again for, uh, uh, the Funko pops, at least the last, uh, round of Funko pops that was sent. Thank you so much. Uh, hit me up and we'll try to, f I, I will find a way to thank you. How about that? Um, we could thank him on air. I have thanked him several times. Oh, there you uh, go. But, uh, like, okay, so let's get back in the news. And this one is uh, Sega has, with the success of Sonic the Hedgehog, have decided that they will now take on one of their other properties and make a live action uh, version of it. And that is the, uh, from the, the franchise that they're going to use next is Yakuza. Uh, Yakuza games typically follow uh, Kuzma Kiryu, a lifelong member of the Japanese Mafia. Uh, Kiryu and a variety of wild characters participate in various mini-games around Japan and work to solve some central mystery affecting the Yakuza. The series, which started in the PlayStation 2 era, has followed Kiryu from his young adult life through his middle-aged years. But here's the thing. For anyone out there who's played Yakuza, or maybe you haven't played it, uh, but maybe you, you saw something weird in passing. Um... You didn't hallucinate it. Uh, the Yakuza series does contain diaper men, bizarre mis mascots, baby hijinks, main characters popping out of trash cans, and stand-ins for celebrities like Steven Spielberg. Uh, when asked about um, this movie, uh, one of the, I believe it's one of the... Uh, one of the studios that's a part of it said, Yakuza offers us a new playground in which to set compelling stories with complex characters and a unique environment that audiences have rarely seen before. The saga of Kazuma Kiryu has a built-in cinematic appeal, a mix of kinetic action with bursts of comedy, multiple converging storylines, and a gripping journey towards redemption. Sure. I, I, they could basically do anything and i think it'd be it would fall within the yakuza storyline and i think i just lost zealous again so i'm just gonna keep talking like yep uh like i know what i'm doing but uh yeah i mean yakuza it'll be interesting um hopefully they strike gold twice um but he has left internets oh no Oh no. Uh, but hopefully, um, my hope is that the next, uh, whatchamacallit, the next Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be the awesome one. If Sega could only have one. Now let's see if I can't gain Zelius back into the conversation here. One second. Uh, says he's in the call, but he's not in the call. What? So lost. I'm going to go cry for... That is all that is left for me. Nothing else to live for. I'm sorry, Zelius. I'm so sorry. All right, well, 
Well, Zelius is, oh man, and this is going to kill Zelius because the next story has to do with the Witcher. <laughs> but anyways, um, uh, there, of course, there's this, you know, very popular show on uh, Netflix called The Witcher, and they were current, they were trying to record, or yeah, film uh, season two, of course, with the COVID uh, outbur- outbreak, outburst. There, of course, has been delays. And unfortunately, one of the things that's occurred because of this delay is one of the key new additions to the second season, uh, which was Geralt's, one of Geralt's best friends, who is also a witcher, um, Witcher Eskel, uh, the character, has to be removed. Uh, the actor um, was very, very sad. Uh, he said... Um, the departure is due to scheduling and it's heartbreaking. And here's his exact quote. And that is sadly due to the rescheduling because of COVID-19, I will not be portraying Eskel in the Witcher. It's heartbreaking of course, but I mostly feel happy and grateful for the days I got to spend on set early this year. Everyone was extremely engaged and passionate about the project. And it was a truly inspiring experience, a heartfelt thanks a heartfelt thank you to all the fans who wrote me lovely, encouraging messages. I wish everyone on the show best of luck with the rest of production. I'm sure season two will be absolutely amazing. And now I get to watch it as a fanboy instead of as a witcher, which is just really sad. But, uh, you know, this wonderful COVID thing is uh, always causing the issues. Um <laughs> But I think it will. I think this series will survive. Okay, so uh, I'm going to save the last two um, topics because because they're both ones that I kind of need Zelius for. Um, so I think we're just going to wrap this up as an early show. Unfortunately, oh crap! I can't even do my exit because Zelius is gone. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wing it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so. Uh, Let's see if I can get this right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Alter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zilly, it's been a pleasure giving you everything to come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another amazing Alter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. And remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.